Hey, how about them tops, son? All day, SEC boys. You're listening to the Red Out Podcast. Welcome in to another Red Out Podcast. I am Devin. Let's see who all we can get in here real quick. Uh, We've got Jared, maybe? Let's take Jake off. Uh, Jake's got the plague or something, uh, so we'll see how this goes. Um, let's see if we can get Jake, Jared. Sorry. Um, and let's see if we can get Alex and and uh, Jared, old faithful, in here. Uh, so then we'll be talking about winners and losers. And all that good stuff coming from Western here in just a second. Hey, Alex, can you hear me, buddy? What's up? Jared, can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. Good. Okay. Uh, I got Alex in here. Let's see if I can get him online. Alrighty. So, we'll go ahead and start with your... Alex, can you hear me, bud? Yes. Can you all hear me? Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes. It actually went quick this time. Yeah. Okay. So, winners and losers. Uh, Jared, how about you go first, buddy? Oh Lord, can I just say the entire NFL this past Sunday? <laughs> like, first of all, Devin, your Packers—that uh, was pretty bad, losing to the Chargers. Yes. Uh, that's without Forrest Lant, mind you. I wish that he didn't get hurt, but it is what it is. Yeah. Also, the biggest surprise of the entire season—the Miami Dolphins actually winning a game against the New York Jets. It went. It made their number one overall, uh, getting that in the draft next season, it made the percentage go from like 66% to 52%. Yeah. And I'm, not, I'm not a fan of that, but there's still time for Cincinnati to miraculously maybe beat somebody. And when they play each other, the Dolphins can lose that because there's already been two or three players that have been put on injured reserves since Sunday. <laughs> so, oh I mean, it's just a matter of time. I mean, I'm okay with just one win. The Dolphins in 2007 went 1-15, and then they j- drafted Jake Long number one overall after that, which isn't surprising at all for Miami to do, get an offensive lineman number one overall. But, I mean, I'm glad they won at least one game. 0-16 would have sucked, but... Here we are. It would have been really depressing. It was, it was a wild Sunday. The Patriots lost, and that absolutely made my life. I just need Jake's 49ers to lose a game. That way, the 72 Dolphins can still be the only undefeated team in NFL history. So, yes. once that happens, I'm good. Yes, we have to have Jake's team lose. Um, since you're talking about the NFL, I will mention one winner, and that will be, uh, I guess, Felix the Black Cat, uh, which oh, was the greatest yes. thing ever. <laughs> yes. That was hilarious. I loved that. Um, and if you haven't had a chance to listen, check out YouTube. Uh, I mean, basically, all you're going to have to Google is Monday Night Live, Monday Night Football, uh, Black Cat, and it'll just pull up everything. Uh, a lot of it went viral. There. Yes. Um, uh, winner, the state of Kentucky, because the elections are over. Thank God. I know, <laughs> Thank I'm you, so, Jesus. Yes. So sick of just hearing election crap. Yeah. Um, Alex, do you have any winners and losers? Winners will definitely have to be everybody that's a college basketball fan because college basketball is officially back. Yeah, cheers to that, buddy. Yeah, yeah so definitely. I'm definitely going to spend majority of my nights just 
camped out on ESPN, watching every single game, also <laughs> watching the tops. So definitely, it's the best time of the year. Next yes, Christmas. It is. That deserves cheers. <laughs> yes. That was so clutch. And the losers for this week would have to be my Titans. We got absolutely destroyed by Chris McCaffrey. MVP candidate Chris McCaffrey and the Panthers. But we have the Chiefs coming into Nashville this Sunday. Pat Mahomes is practicing. He should be good to go. But the one upside is in recent years, we've actually had the Chiefs numbers. So Sunday, I could be hopeful, but we'll wait and see. I was I was I was watching a uh, Tennessee. Uh, well, it was actually Channel Five. They were having their little sports line call in, and mm-hmm. some people were complaining, saying they wished that the Titans had picked had picked up Lamar Jackson. And I was like, that just doesn't make which sense. is not surprising. It does not make sense. It's like every time something goes wrong, they wish that we would have drafted somebody like last year. It was like, okay, we should have got Mahomes. Year yes. before that. We wish yeah. we got, got somebody else. It's like, I mean, not to knock John Robinson. He's actually had some good picks, but there's some picks he's actually missed on. And it's yeah. just, it's looking a little funny in the light. Well, I mean, of course, you're going to balk on some of those, but it's one of those things that they look good on paper and everything up until that point, they should be good. But I agree completely. I mean, but, you, and of course, what the guy was talking about on there, he was like, um, What's his name? I just went blank. Um, uh, Marcus Mariota. Uh, well, he was, what, two or three years into his rookie contract? So you're not going to break that contract to go for an unproven Lamar Jackson. So, right. I, mean, it's, I mean, it was all good, but it was just like, yeah. No. Yeah. We're just we're not going to do with that. Um, uh, let's see. Oh, actually, I do have a loser uh, for our bipartisan UK Western fans. Um Excuse me. For those of you who listen to uh, KSR, uh, Matt Jones is getting taken off the air. <laughs> I kid you. Honestly, know. this is my opinion. I don't really like him. I've had him muted on my Twitter account for years. Just oh, have you? I absolutely hate just everything that he says for the most part. Because first of all, I don't really like Kentucky anymore, anyways. Like I had that awakening moment when I finally came to Western as a student. Where I was like, I'm a Western student. Why would I like Kentucky? I don't go there. That doesn't make any sense. And then to heck with them ever since because go tops. And honestly, I don't really care. <laughs> it, it is hard to be a dual fan. I'll say that. See, uh, with me, I'm a dual fan with another mid-major, Butler. They're the only other school I really care about with college sports besides Western. But I mean, of course, Western and Butler really don't play that often. I uh, wish they would. I wish they would. That would be such a good matchup. Great environment for both teams, and it needs to happen again. They used to play each other a long time ago, but not anymore. Well, see, that's my thing, too. With, Of course, I grew up a U.K. fan as a kid. so yeah, I always, As a lot of people do. Yeah. yeah. Same here. Same here. Yeah. So, I mean, when I went to Western, of course, I kind of – of course, it didn't help the years that I went to Western was the um, – the Dark Ages. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was the Dark Ages. But it was the Billy G era. And oh, so... <laughs> I remember. Yeah. Oh, man, taking it back. Yeah, so that was definitely just... I mean, we had Tubby. And, I mean, Tubby wasn't bad, but he was mediocre. And then you had Billy G. And then, I mean, it was just like, no, I'm out. And so then Cal came back and, you know, it kind of reignited that for me for basketball, not for football. Uh, but, yeah, so Matt Jones, 
is going to be benched from KSR for the next few days. Uh, so uh, sucks for you, buddy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it, looks, it. it looks like Mitch McConnell uh, complained to the FEC, uh, who got KSR to ki- or iHeartRadio to kick him off, which I thought was pretty funny. They need to uh, let Sam do it. He would be better anyways. He's a better KSR hack than he is. Yes, he is. He's a good KSR hack. Like, yeah, that would He's be really funny. KSR hack. <laughs> um, so other sports. Uh, looks like cross country is going to make it to regionals, and it's the first time they've done that since 2016. Sweet. Uh, they're sending seven men and two women to the NCAA Southeast Regional Championships. And I have no idea who this, what this picture is on WKU Sports, but it just looks like some kind of country scene. I'm like, really? Like, is this supposed to be like the field where they're running, or what is this? It is uh, cross country, so I mean, yeah, after all. Yeah, by the way, more power to these guys. Uh, the men, it's Will Perone, Clint Sherman, Jacob Skillman, Ethan Snyder, Jacob Stepp, uh, Diedrich Troxel, and Emerson Wells, while the women send two in Savannah Heckman and Morgan Knappel. If, I'm bu- if I butchered your name, I'm sorry. So uh, just get over it. Uh, anyway, uh, so then you've got, let's see. Uh, I'm trying to skim through my notes here. Soccer lost to Charlotte in the uh, quarterfinals, so I guess they're out, right? Yeah, I mean, it was a better year as a whole. Like like Ross said in the tweet, he said it was like sort of a bounce back year for them, but you still hate to lose that early in the conference tournament. But, I mean, that gives them hope for next year, hopefully get better. Yes, and especially to Charlotte, which, boo, boo the 49ers. I didn't know they were good at any sports. That's surprising. I know, right? Except... (laughs) Yeah, of course. Everybody was making fun of me because last week I was updating on uh, the ESPN uh, Charlotte playing MTSU and Charlotte just hammered them. That was beautiful. Yes, it was. I mean, that's what that's why I kept texting because I was like, "This is great. I love this right now." Uh, let me see what the final was because I kind of quit watching. Thirty-four to twenty, they beat MTSU. So suck it, mutts. Straight yeah. video. Um, <laughs> Yeah, Alex has missed the straight biddies. Man, that's uh, so yeah. Uh, yeah, Matt uh, got on the podcast and said that uh, Murfreesboro is the back fat of Nashville on their straight biddies. Straight up. <laughs> straight straight up. up. I can actually concur. Me going to Nashville back and forth, it's, it's nice for what it's worth, but it's just like, okay, I'd rather just go to Franklin. Yeah, I mean, Murfreesboro's nothing, though. I mean, they don't have anything, really. Yeah, the only thing, their only claim to fame is being like close to Nashville. Yeah, and, and the Murphy Nashville. Center, the Murphy Center too. They used to have a lot of big concerts there back in the day. My mom said that she would even go down to Murfreesboro for some concerts at the Murphy Center. So it's pretty good, I guess. I guess they I do have a good buffet though, a country style buffet that serves Gator. Oh, I like Gator. I, yes, that, that's one of my. I ate Gator in Florida once, and since then I've just been hooked on it. So. Um, Let's see. Women's basketball lost to uh, Louisville, 75-56, which um, I don't think anybody was really surprised by that. It looks like, uh, I'm trying to see, like, the close. Uh, Western came within uh, 12 of Louisville with, like, eight minutes to go. But that was probably, like, the closest point. Well, they had seven early on in the beginning of the game, but 
you know, up until that point, they really didn't, they weren't too close. Um, Western shot 33% from the field. Louisville shooting 49%. Three right, pointers. Three pointers. games like that. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, three pointers, Western shooting 30%. Louisville's shooting about almost 50%. And uh, Louisville's winning the boards with 40 uh, rebounding. And Western's had 17 turnovers where Louisville had 16. So you're not going to do anything there. But, I mean, of course, you're playing a power five, so – it's yeah, all good, bro. And with that being the first game of the season, too, I mean, that's always a rough one as well. But, yeah. I mean, having opponents like that early on helps them once they get to conference play. So, I think that's a good decision to play them like that. I Actually, they – I mean, they Western kind of went to their bench a little bit, too, looks like. Um, excuse me. Um, they had one, two, three, four. Four players get about 30 minutes, so most of the game there. Uh, two players – had 22 to 19 minutes, um, and then we've got one young lady had 16, and then another one had two others had like a minute apiece. So, I mean, that's good as far – I mean, that's always my complaint with Stansbury is he never goes to his bench. So Yeah, and he still uh, hasn't, which we'll get into no. that. <laughs> which he'll – yeah, he, he's not going to. I mean, I, that's just – I'm already decided he's not going to go to his bench. Excuse me. Uh, Unless he has to. Yes, like if a if Basti gets hurt or something like that again, yeah, it's not going to happen. Let's pray um, that doesn't happen. <laughs> so, Jared, you were at the game. Yeah, were Alex was the, too. Yes. Oh, yeah, I was going to say I figured Alex was too. Um, with the were you both at the exhibition or just at the game? Uh, I was at the exhibition too. Okay, Alex, did you make the exhibition? I did not, but okay. I did make last night's game against Tennessee Tech. Okay. Um, so Jared, what did you think in the exhibition? What was what kind of changed from exhibition to actual game, as Honest, far as how the guys played? Well, I mean, as far as how they played, I mean, they were playing Kentucky State. I mean, that's not big competition at all. They ran all over them. They dropped forty on them. Like that's how much they beat them by. That was yeah, like eighty-five yeah. to forty-five. So I mean, it was good to see that. But the rotations actually stayed pretty consistent, as far at least the first half it did. Like, they had the same starting lineup with uh, Hollingsworth, uh, Justice, Savage, Williams, and Bassey, and then Anderson and Rawls being your first two off the bench, and then Cozart and Gambrel after that. He did that for last night's game as well, but he only did that with them in the first half. In the second half for the Tennessee Tech game, he pretty much kept his starters in there most of the time, except for Anderson and Rawls. Got a little bit of playing time, but Cozart and all of them didn't get any. And Matt Horton still hasn't made an appearance at all this season. And uh, Patrick Murphy got to play for the exhibition game, and I was hype. He took a three. I wanted him to make it so bad because <laughs> it would have been pretty hype. But, I mean, it happens. Oh, yeah. Um, so, Alex, what, did you, what were your thoughts going off this game? For the exhibition or Tennessee Tech? For the Tech, for the one you made. Okay. The one I made last night, it was still, I mean, not too bad of a game. 76-64, great win. I was really impressed with how Carson Williams did with 16 points. Also, Cameron Justice, he's definitely going to be the guy for sure. It's just electrifying seeing him play. Tavion, he struggled a little bit, but still came in double-digit points. So, overall, it was a pretty good game. Defense down the stretch was really looked good. They're good. 
Yeah, and, and that's kind of what I've been hearing so far. Um, and this, I'm hoping to see Cozart do a little bit more. I mean, I guess he got in there for three minutes, looks like, and he made his shot. But um, so, what did uh, Jared? What did you think? What did you think of Cozart? How did he do? Cozart, see, he reminds me so much of Justin Johnson his freshman year. I remember when JJ would go out there behind George Fant, he would come in and take his spot. And there were times where he just looked like he was a deer in headlights, and he just kind of got nervous with the ball and everything. He only averaged four points, four rebounds his freshman year. But once he got more playing time, once he was involved in the system more, I mean, he was needed a lot more on the team, and he stepped up and became a really good inside player. And I think that Gozart, maybe his ceiling can maybe be as good as Justin Johnson, but I don't see it getting that high. I see maybe like eight to ten points a game, maybe six rebounds, a few blocks to go with that. But, I mean, he's just got a long way to go. He's just a freshman. He's only played in two college games so far. So it'll be interesting to see how Stansbury uses him this year and also just seeing what he contributes to the team as well because the biggest issue for him is just not fouling as much. I know in the exhibition game he had a lot of fouls, and I think he had a couple last night as well. But, I mean, the more he gets his feet in the water, the more he plays, he'll figure it out hopefully. So, Alex, off the bench, who do you think is the best player so far? I would have to say Rawls. Rawls okay. looked really good yesterday. Yeah, I agree. Looking at these stats, I mean, he's got the rebound, the assist, the defensive rebound, uh, two steals. I mean, that's that's looking really good as far as I'm concerned. Uh, got, looks like the guys had about eight steals for the night, uh, four blocks. I mean <clears> – <throat> defensively that's that's hard to do that's hard to beat um so final thoughts on the game what do you got what do you got jared uh you can definitely see the need for kenny cooper that's the biggest thing that i took away is that it's still a lot of the same stuff that you saw last year before monte bearden was cleared that they just didn't really know what they were doing they couldn't get the ball inside to bassey at all there were times where they were holding the ball towards like five seconds left in the shot clock or give up a shot clock violation because they're not moving the ball at all it's just some of the same stuff you saw last season they said thankfully there's a few more people on the team like justice and williams that have stepped up and have done a lot i mean bassey was not existent the entire first half he only had like four points and that was like with three minutes left in the first half. He didn't really do much at all, and they still had a 13-point lead going into the half, so that was pretty solid. But, yeah, free Kenny Cooper, NCAA. Stop dragging your feet. Free the man. needs to play basketball. Yeah, by the way, that's why I thought that was great. Um, I will read one tweet. Let me see if I can get this to pull up. Uh, excuse me, from Matt. Uh, Matt McCoy. Ugh. McCoy. <laughs> McCoy. Yeah. Matt McCoy tweeted, uh, Matt McKay tweeted, uh, with the way Savage has shown improvement, I see a legit argument for Savage starting. Uh, Josh Anderson is going to get his minutes. If he doesn't, I think that would be a huge mistake. Um, yeah, so, of uh, course, let me see. There was another tweet he had. Oh, okay. Here it is. So these are Matt McKay's words, not mine. Uh, I hate Tay at the point. Nothing against him, but he slows down the pace. Put Justice and or Rawls there until Cooper gets eligible. It worked in the exhibition. Why not stick with it? So That's Matt's that's a good observation. Yeah, I, yeah, Matt's got some good ones as far as that goes. Um, so it looks like uh, the guys are going to play Austin Pay Governors, Austin P. Governors on the ninth. So that's what, Saturday night? Yeah, this Saturday. Yes. 
Saturday. I should be there for that, and that's going to be a harder game because Austin P. They've been overshadowed by teams like Murray State and Belmont, the OVC, but they finished fourth in their conference last season. They had 22 wins. They have a Bowling Green guy that's their leading scorer, Terry Taylor. There's a lot of people that thought that Western should have gone after him a lot more, but they didn't, and now he's averaging 20 points per game. So that's going to be a tough game, and he's going to have a chip on his shoulder for that one, of course. So it's going to be interesting to see how they do against a little more tough competition for Saturday. That, and I don't know if you've seen this or not, they played Oakland, uh, let, me see, let me pull this up Oakland again. City or something Oakland like that. City Mighty Oaks, and they threw up 110 to 67. Yeah, so Austin Peay's averaging 110 points per game, so that's going to be tough to stop. <laughs> Man, that's kind of skewed a little bit, though. Yeah, those are things you can only say after the first game of the season. Oh, they're averaging 100 points per game. Yeah, I know, right? It's like, oh, hold on a second. If they're doing uh, that in February, then that'll be impressive. Yes, yes, I completely agree. Um, yeah, so the guys got uh, Oakland, uh, Austin P. I'm sorry. Austin P. on the 9th, and that's 3 p.m., um, Central, 4 p.m. Eastern. Uh, so go support the guys. They're playing at Diddle. Uh, so go watch that. And it's also going to be on ESPN3 uh, for those of you who are unable to make the trip to Bowling Green to go watch that. Uh, so check out the guys. Uh, so now the really depressing part of this is talking about the FAU game. Uh, uh, what's, what's football season? I don't know what football is anymore. <laughs> As this just just 2019 in the whole, what is football? What is football? I don't okay, know. So, it's like asking what pass interference is. Nobody knows anymore. Yes. Uh, and by the way, how many targeting calls can we get? Like, uh, I think we've gotten at least, I mean, not against us specifically, but there has been a targeting call every game we've played this season. Yeah, it is kind of like, wild. Dang. Um, so Florida Atlantic Owls came in and they – very promptly beat us, uh, thirty-five to twenty-four. Uh, Western had a great first quarter. Then they went and sat on the bench for a little while in the second quarter, and FAU scored twenty-one basically uh, in one quarter, which was yeah. freaking crazy. Uh, and then Western just wasn't able to keep up. Um, I th- honestly, my biggest takeaway from this game is turnovers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's um, it always is, man. Yeah, and I mean it was. Yeah, and I mean, and that the bigger thing for me, there's one play in particular. FAU goes down. I think they're on the twenty to thirty yard line. Excuse me, and um, they kick. They go to kick a field goal. Uh, it's blocked. Devin Key picks it up, runs it back to I think the forty to thirty yard line uh, in FAU territory. Uh, offense comes out, and Ty Story throws an interception. And that basically speaks to the entire game in a whole. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, basically, that was the story. We would get close. We would turn it over. Um, Now, there were some big highlights. Uh, Gage Walker, he had 53 yards. I mean, he played awesome. I think he got a score. No, he didn't. Maybe he didn't get a score. Maybe that was story that got the score. Yeah, I think he just wrote it in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. and then Lucky Jackson got his own touchdown, had 194 yards, which, by the way, I don't think he's had that many yards all season. Mm. Uh, 
Yeah, I don't think he's had. I don't think he's had anywhere near that this season. Yeah, Lucky Jackson went off on Saturday. That was nice yes, to see. Yes. But I mean, they still didn't get it done. But that was because of Ty's story, honestly. I mean, it was just frustrating. He had three interceptions and a fumble that was returned for a touchdown. See, that's the biggest thing with this team is that it's been the mistakes like that that have cost them several games that they had a legit chance of winning. Several games. I mean, the Central Arkansas game when Duncan was still there, they should have won that. They'd already have six games if they had won at Central, won the Central Arkansas game. If you think about that, so that's kind of yeah. frustrating. We'd already be bowl eligible, but now we're going to have to fight for it at this point, which I'm not sure which one it's going to come if we get there or not. Hopefully, at least against middle. we got to beat middle. Just for the fact that it's MTSU and for no other reason than that. But that's one that's got to be a winnable game. Of course, this weekend, uh, Arkansas, I think that's a winnable game as well. It's going to be a little tougher road environment. But you just got to eliminate the mistakes. That's the biggest thing I took away from the game Saturday. I was there again. Like, it's kind of bad. <laughs> if this puts you how, if this puts anything how I feel right now, I went to the football game and then the exhibition game afterwards, and it's like I completely forgot that I went to the football game. <laughs> just for oh the fact that I wanted to delete <laughs> that from my mind. I just wanted to be like, oh, yeah, it's basketball season now. Go tops. <laughs> to one to know off the start, yeah. Well, in a positive note, um, Western's got Arkansas. They've got Southern, uh, yes, yeah, Southern Miss, right. and um, then they've got MTSU. Out of the three games, Western against Southern Miss and Arkansas, uh, Southern Miss is at about sixty-three percent on the FPI, the Football Power Index, and against Arkansas, Arkansas is at sixty-two point five uh, FPI. So, uh, and then of course when we play uh, MTSU. We are the 61% uh, to beat uh, MTSU. So, and of course, that's on the 30th on ESPN Plus. But uh, I mean, I think Western can beat. I think Western could beat Arkansas. I think it's a, I guess, a chance for them if they go out and play, play smart. Um, I feel like Story is going to show up for that game more, too, just for the fact that that's where he's from. He's from Arkansas. He went there. He was the grad transfer from there. He knows their system pretty well. He knows their coaching staff. He knows what kind of players they have. And, of course, he went up against probably some of their defensive players and practice a lot. So he knows what some of their strengths are. He knows what some of their weaknesses are. He knows what their playbook is to an extent. So that's going to be extremely valuable going into this game, not just for him but for the whole offense. That's going to be really important. I agree. Um, I think so, too. The, I, I don't like to, to put a lot of the blame on some of these young men because – it's not fair. Like, uh, I mean, looking through Facebook, for instance, to uh, Corey Munson, when a lot of people blamed him for the martial yeah, law. I wasn't which, a fan of that either. That's not I was not a fan of that. But in, and I don't like to do this to story either, for instance, but um, when you're thrown into triple coverage, it's really hard to stand up for you, buddy. You know? Yeah. Um, and a lot of those that. were. I mean, a lot of those were. And I mean, I hated to do that to him because. I think he's a good kid, and of course, a lot of people want to see other people start. <clears throat> Jared, <clears throat> uh, but you know, I mean, seriously though, like, I, I think you got to let him finish as long as he's healthy. Um, yeah, I agree. The FAU loss is is detrimental, but at the same point, um, 
I don't know if I actually thought we were going to be in this position anyway. Yeah, I know. That's the big underlying factor with all of this is that if you would have said that Western would have been like 5-2 and two at one point in the season, I never would have believed it. And uh, they were, which is pretty amazing. They've shown up a lot, and it's given us a lot of promise for next season. And this season as well, to still be able to fight to be bowl eligible, I think that's a good accomplishment for these guys to have after last season. I can easily see a 6-6 six and six record coming out of this. Same. And, uh, I mean, they could make a bowl. I mean, it may not be a prestigious or what we want, but it's it's a possibility. Little Caesars Pizza Bowl again in Detroit. <laughs> Freezing hey, cold weather. I would make that trip, though, honestly. Oh, yeah, yeah a lot of my friends did in the marching band, and they said it was so freaking cold. Like, it was snowing like pretty much the entire time on the way up there. <laughs> and those people... Those people up there are probably like, it's not that cold. I mean, I, I just got a white jacket on. What's it's wrong? Michigan. Yeah, it's like, no, guys, y'all are crazy. Um, so, Alex, I didn't really ask your opinion. What did you think of the game on uh, Saturday against Florida Atlantic? I don't know what it is about Florida Atlantic. For some reason, we cannot beat them at home. It goes right back to the Sun Belt days, and it's still prevalent now. I mean... The defense got shredded, giving up 448 yards, which was the most since the UofL game. So this loss as a whole, I wouldn't say it would set us back in the stands. Obviously, we're still good for a bowl. It just, I mean, as a team, where do you go from here going into the next game against a Power 5 opponent? At this point, you can't let the loss get to you because, one, you're still vying for pole position. Two, I mean, this would triple the expectations to beat an SEC opponent, but still, it's just like you definitely would want that marquee win going into bowl contention. Yes. Yes, completely agree because if you do get that win at at the SEC school – even though Arkansas, which, by the way, I consider more of a bottom-feeding SEC school. At least uh, in recent years, yeah. Yeah, recent I mean, years. well, I mean, like, uh, what was it, like late 90s when they were actually kind of they're at their bread-and-butter state? Yeah. And uh, they were decent not too long ago when they had Brandon Allen and Hunter Henry and all of them, but other than that, they haven't really shown much. Okay. I mean, they are still kind of hoping for some reassert resurgence of like a Derek McFadden type back but even that I mean it's not the mid-2000s anymore I mean this is a completely different playing field pretty much everybody has to see at some point has moved up when it comes to contention and Arkansas is just like they're just the unlucky bunch yeah they're they're the Charlotte of the SEC pretty much (laughs) (laughs) yep I'll give you a round of applause for that I completely agree. I mean, I just – they're kind of like the Nebraskas. I mean, there's there's teams that are like, quote, that. You know what I'm saying? They just don't really get any better. They don't really get any worse. They're just there. Mm-hmm. It kind of goes back to my theory, which no big team would ever go for, but all the little ones would want, is that I would love to see, like, if, for instance, like your college football uh, – divisions or whatever you want to call it, um, the conferences, you were allowed to move up or down. So, for instance, let's say uh, Arkansas finishes last in the SEC. Uh, they ha- they can move down to Conference USA. 
where Marshall could move up if they got first, or FAU could move up to the SEC. Uh, I so would basically, not- relegation. Yes. Essentially. So yes. just just let them go up and down, and then you know go see how it goes. I mean, and you know Alabama wins the SEC, then they go to the NFL, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> they would probably beat the Dolphins. Let's be honest. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they could. They'll probably beat the Titans too. Let's just be real. What in the world? This must just be one of these random commercials. Sorry, ESPN's got this random thing with uh, Shaq DeLos Santos, PH women's volleyball coach, on the Western Kentucky versus Arkansas um, thing. I don't know what's going on here. They're just kind of talking to this guy, so cool. Okay, sorry. ADD kicking in. Um, yeah, so uh, Westerns, uh, their points per game, 22.6 for Western. Uh, Arkansas is 22.7. Okay. Mm, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know it's it's kind of skewed, but uh, Western's got 20.7 points per lo- or points allowed per game. Uh, Arkansas 35.2. Total yards 360 for Western, 355 for Arkansas. Uh, Western usually breaks 100 yards and looks like Arkansas gets like 137-ish uh, yards allowed. Western 317. Arkansas, 443, which, by the way, funniest thing ever. Um, Let's see. Uh, Recently, they have played. uh, They lost. I think they're 2-7 and right now. So, hold on. Let me see. Come on, Punk. They lost to San Jose State. I know that was pretty bad. They've lost to Texas A&M. They've lost to UK. My browser's not responding. Uh, They've lost to Auburn. (laughs) They've lost to Alabama. They lost to Mississippi State. I was trying to get some stats to see. I don't even here. think they won a conference game this year. There you go. Hold on. I think I've got. Up, 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 punk. Come on, Internet. Gosh. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know if they've won a conference game this year. They are. Let me see who all they've played. Okay. Let's see here. They are seventh in the SEC. They have beaten Colorado State, and they beat who's PRST? Portland State Vikings. Oh, that's where uh, oh. Q Baker went after he left Western the first time. <laughs> okay, so when they played the Portland State, they, when they beat the Portland State Vikings, they only beat them by seven points. Oh man, that's bad. I know, right? Is that not this is, crazy? It's got to be the worst Arkansas team in recent memory. It's yeah, got regardless be. regardless of whether or not we win on Saturday. I think that their coach is going to be gone at the end of the year. I don't know how long he's been there, but they have, they must be having their Sanford era right now. That's what it sounds like to me. Which speaking of, Willie T was fired on Sunday. Oh yeah, we didn't even mention that. Yeah, I know. I should have mentioned that at the beginning, but. Uh, Jared, what did you think of the firing? Honestly, it's not surprising at all, just for the fact that Florida State has really, really high standards, and he's kind of pulling the, I don't trust the process, so let me get my players in here, we'll run my system, we'll be fine, and it just hasn't equated to what the fans have wanted or really what Willie Taggart has wanted. They haven't performed to the standard that they need to even compete in the ACC, which is one of the toughest conferences, so... 
I feel bad for him. I mean, I think he can still get a decent job after this. Maybe his offensive coordinator somewhere. Maybe a coach somewhere else. I, I think know, he can coach. Where, I think where at, though? Think what, it, yes. what kind of level? Do you think he's going to be Power 5 again, or do you think it's going to be maybe sort of like Conference USA level or what? I think he could recover at a mid-major. Um, so I think he could easily slide into a, a MAC or somewhere like that, or maybe even a Conference USA. I think he could. And I actually think he could slide into some of these other smaller mid-majors. Like, he could land it in Arkansas. I could see that. Would he? Or, what about if Vanderbilt got rid of Derek Mason? I think that could work. He could. That would, I mean, that would actually be a nice match. I could was. see that. I think so. um, now, I'll, I'm going to put my opinion out there, and then I'll let Alex go. But with the firing, I think FSU fans are like uh, UK fans in basketball. Uh, they're oh, not really. patient. They don't want to trust any quote system. They just want to see results. They want to see you go out there and win. They don't want to. There's no questions. Just go win. That's all there is. Uh, and he wasn't able to do that. And I mean, honestly, they were pull, calling for his head last season. So yeah, it's not really. It wasn't surprising to me. I know I've seen a lot of people uh, from Western who were complaining about it, and they had their different reasons as to why he was fired, but. I don't know. I just see. Also, at the end of the day, he got paid like twenty million dollars to go away, and I think that's pretty incredible. I'd take that. Yeah, secured a bag. Yeah, seventeen million dollars to run away with your little goodie bag. I'll take that. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you want to fire me and give me seventeen million dollars? Yeah, I think I'll be fine. I just I don't know if I could live off this wage. I just don't know. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. Alex, what's your opinion on Taggart being tossed? I mean. This was a match made in H-E double hockey sticks considering the fact that Willie jumped the gun whenever he left Oregon. He should have stayed in Oregon for at least maybe another season before trying to move up. But still, I mean, it just benefited no one. Willie is back at square one. He's definitely, I would definitely give him another chance at like another school like whether it's the Mac, Sunbelt, Conference USA, I could definitely see him going to the Mountain West, weirdly enough, or heck, even the Pac twelve again. But I mean, but also it's like what you said earlier. Florida State fans, they want results. Coming from a program that just won a national championship about six years ago to like now. It's like, I mean I'm pretty sure at the point they really don't want to trust anybody, but at the same time, it's like they want to get back to beating Miami. They want to get back to at least contending with Clemson, like actually going for the ACC crown. So this is definitely a setback for both sides, but I have huge faith that Willie T is going to land somewhere. So I know we've all seen this earlier, and I want to hear your takes. Jared, what do you think of the rumors that Nick Saban is going to Florida State? As someone that had to – okay, yeah. I haven't seen this. Okay. All right. See, as someone who has been personally affected by Nick Saban being in the state of Florida before, I will say that, one, it would be stupid if he left Alabama – Completely Just agree. Completely yes. stupid. He's got everything that he could ever want in Alabama down in Tuscaloosa right now. So there's no reason why he would need to leave that. To go to Florida State, 
So I mean, that's just dumb. I completely I, agree. <laughs> I don't understand it at all. The last time he was in the state of Florida, things did not work out, and he pissed out on the Dolphins when they had a really terrible season. <laughs> and see, I think he was the coach in 2006 when the Dolphins decided to get Dante Culpepper instead of Drew Brees. And yeah, that's all you really need to say about that. Okay. So Sam posted this earlier, so I'm going to read. Uh, Inside FSU posted this. Hashtag breaking. Sort closely involved in the hashtag FSU coach search uh, process tells me their call with Jimmy Sexton on the Saban buyout went much better than anyone expected and that the attitude in the building is now that Saban is the most likely next coach for the Knowles. I would like to say on the record this account has like 400 followers, so that should tell you something. <laughs> okay. So it's like a bot, basically? Uh, it could I, be. That or it, somebody completely delusional. It's probably somebody who is both a Florida fan and a Florida State fan, uh, but they post for Florida State, but they don't actually cheer for, you know, you know how, you know where I'm going with this. So. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so, Alex, Alex, what do you think of Nick Saban going to Florida State? I honestly think that's the craziest rumor ever. For one, if I were saving, it was just like, I mean, the next step up, like, you don't want to just leave where you're at now for another college team, obviously. Yes. Because basically, you're at the pinnacle. You're one of the most respectable coaches. Like, it's like, if you were Coach Cal, and I will use this reference, for example, if you were Coach Cal, why would you even consider leaving Kentucky for, like, UCLA? It's just like, you have everything you could absolutely want that other coaches would literally dream of having at the program. Yeah. So I think if you would have a next step up, I mean, go back to the NFL or something like be a coach of, I don't know, the Bengals or something, but it's like, <laughs> no, that's no. funny. Go ahead. <laughs> Seriously though. I agree. I mean, like Saban's got his house in order. You know, he came in and he turned everything around. He's got them in a dynasty per se, and you're gonna you're basically telling me that Saban is gonna leave his mansion in Alabama, quote quote, to go over to his little trailer park, quote quote, at Florida State. I mean, and yes, I'm comparing the teams to a trailer park and a mansion. I get that. But I mean that's what I'm saying is there's no way that I would leave that at Alabama and go somewhere else like that, I'm going to be going to somebody who's going to be paying me a lot more than Alabama is. And I'm going to say that if Saban goes to Alabama and says Florida State's going to pay me a trillion bajillion dollars, that they're going to go, okay, we're going to give you a trillion bajillion dollars more. I don't think there is a number big enough that Alabama's not going to go and try and pay. Yeah, they got the money to do it. I think Just they, let him be the governor of Alabama. That might <laughs> solve everything. Honestly, I mean, the fact that uh, Coach Cal didn't receive a lot of votes in the election yesterday is surprising. I wish they would have shown it. <laughs> I wish they would have shown the right. All right, so we have uh, Andy Bashir in uh, first. We have Matt Bevin. And just right behind him, we have John Calipari. And then John Hicks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> Which, by the way, I'm sorry. If I'm offended anybody who's a third party person, but like 
I don't ever understand the third party people. Like, you're not going to get that many votes. Like, I never have seen anybody besides what was his name, Ralph Nader. Oh who might yeah, have gotten some votes like that. I just that's just my opinion. He was he was more like a social media sensation before social media was actually a thing. Like he was. I remember that <laughs> vaguely. I vaguely remember that. that yes, so do I. I yeah okay. That's all on y'all. I have no idea. I yeah. I don't know who John Hicks is. I whatever. Yeah. So, um, I just saw his name. I honestly, when I voted, I didn't even realize his name was there. Yep. I didn't I even know he was until last week. Yeah, I, I was. I saw the name on there when I started watching the election results, and I was like, "Who is John Hicks?" I was like, "Oh, he's a libertarian." Okay. Uh, so Jared. Uh, do you have any cold takes besides everything we've talked about today? Uh, well, most of them right now are pending cold takes, as in something <laughs> could happen and somebody going to look really dumb or someone's going to look like a genius. But one that was pretty bad was Barstool Western. They, quote, tweeted a thing from FAU before the game Saturday and just said L. And that was a little bit of foreshadowing because Western did not win that game. Of course, they're number one when it comes to trash-talking other people. That's just kind of what they're for. That's what their purpose is as Barstool. That's a different kind of tirade, though. But that was the biggest cold take I saw. And, of course, the hottest one that was correct was uh, Eric Sack, one of the guys in the WKU basketball group. He said his big, bold prediction was that Western would beat Kentucky State. <laughs> and they did. So, claps for you. Congratulations. That was correct. Congrats, but, buddy. There's so many, like, so many people have said Sweet 16. <laughs> and there's people that said that Western could get to the Elite Eight this year. But if we don't get a true point guard pretty soon, then it's just going to be like last season and we're going to blow a game to, heck, I don't even know what kind of non-conference we have. But, um, but to somebody dumb, I'm sure. Like Rhode Island, probably? No, Rhode Island is good. They are really good. The A-10, it gets slept on a lot. The Atlantic 10 is a really good conference. Rhode Island went to the Sweet 16 a few years ago. But yeah, they, I remember gone, that. they lost their coach to UConn, I think, and they've kind of gone downhill a little bit. They're still supposed to be really good, so we'll see how that turns out. Of course, Eastern Kentucky, you don't want to lose to them on the road. That's just bad. And this Saturday, I don't want to lose that one either, losing to Austin P. But I would love to see Western beat Belmont for the first time in six years. That is something that I think is more impossible than actually winning a conference title game, if you want my honest opinion, because it's just something that they cannot do. Can we please just petition for can we please just petition for that to happen? I cannot stand Belmont for the love of all things me. For years it has been a bad word to me. Even growing up in Murray State Country, still that's just it's always been a bad word to me. It's just no, like I would definitely love for us to be Belmont this year. Yeah, I just crush all their hopes. Um, I do have one. I was just scrolling through the WKU football page on Facebook. Uh, yeah, I don't go through it as much. Oh, hold on, hold on. Yeah, so David says, I hope I'm wrong, but I don't see WKU winning another game this year. Mm. I think uh, that's kind of a pending one, but I don't, I can, I mean, I don't see Western losing to MTSU. Uh, but if we lose to MTSU, then that's going to be the worst possible way you could end the season. It'd leave everybody a bittersweet taste in their mouth after having a pretty solid year and starting off 5-2. I would love for that to not happen in the year on the high note. 
I mean, even last year, beating Louisiana Tech last game, that ended the year on a high note, even though it sucked. I mean, that's an important thing to do, so hopefully we'll do that. Well, I mean, and that was the thing, too, with uh, beating La Tech and uh, who was the other one? I'm sorry. Kind of gone blind uh, here. UTEP. UTEP, yes. In front of like 8,000 people in the house. <laughs> Which, by the way, <laughs> looks like nobody's there. Um those two wins, if they didn't have those two wins, I mean, that season would have just been the most depressing thing since, the, like, the Taggart. Yeah, I mean, Taggart or Elson's years. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty rough. Um, but if we lose the next three, Arkansas, Southern Miss, and the MTSU game, I mean, that's ending the year on a low note because that'll be, what, five in a row, right? Yeah, after and starting think, five and two. Yeah, I mean, that's... That's that's a rough year. I mean, I don't, that's where I start questioning what's going on. Even though five and seven is what I would have predicted at the beginning of the season, it's just the timing of it. After you start off so hot like that, and then not have anything to show for the rest of the year, isn't something that I think that Western needs to do. If that happens, I think Jake's going to be on his soapbox saying, "Yes, I was right." I mean, like, yeah, dude, you were off by one, but still. Uh, which, by the way, R.I.P. Jake. He's getting over the plague. So, um, yeah. And he's watching his baby, just so everybody knows. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Alex, do you have any cold takes for us? Or potential cold takes? And this goes for anything across the board? or Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything across the board. Okay. I'm still getting in the process of these cold takes. It's pretty much everything I'll say is a hot take to some extent. <laughs> but, I mean... I will say this. My hot take will just be winning out the rest of the season, beating Arkansas, beating Southern Miss, beating MTSU. Like, I mean, it's all or nothing at this point. It's like the lowest of the lowest has happened. So it's like you have to shoot for the moon name for the stars. Yeah. Hopefully. Um. Okay, so this was on the 26th. Uh, this is another little cold take. Uh, Anthony says, WKU needs to rethink the kicker position. Dude, give a kid a break. Come on. You're literally a freshman. What are you going to do? Go and get another freshman, and then they're going to miss a kick and be like, oh, we'll need another kicker. They missed one field goal, so uh, <laughs> we got to get rid of them. Heck, even Garrett missed field goals all the time, but people don't talk about that because, you know what, he ended up being a good kicker. So, I mean, exactly. they need to get over themselves. I just oh, I, I, I like how your accent changes, Jared. I'm just saying. Well, when I get upset, it does. <laughs> I will. That's how it is when I get excited. Let's just oh, crack me up. Can we like, do a, go I have it. another. I have another hot take. This is actually going to be really bold. All right. As I how keep saying, good? we would have to let someone other than Gage Walker get at least 15 plus carries a game. I say that Keyshawn McClendon is going to go for a touchdown this season. Yeah, I think so too. I would That's like cool. to see. I would like to see him get a touchdown this season. Um, my biggest question in is uh, where is Samuel? Yeah, he hasn't really done much. He, he hasn't really done has anything, not. has he? Mm-mm. I was mean, he injured before. Was like in the beginning of the season. Oh, let me see if I can find. Let me yeah, see if I can pull up the roster. I want to say something like that. I don't really see if I can pull up the roster and see what's going on here. Um, I tried to forget the beginning of the season. I did too. Um, is yeah, it, he kind of had to. Is it true that Central Arkansas is undefeated thus far? Anybody I know? I don't know. Hold on, I'm about to look that up. 
I'm yeah, not very knowledgeable with FCS football, sadly. Oh, come on, Jared. Why not? Um, let's see. I'm trying to get the roster to pull up. But Josh Samuel is another guy who just kind of fell off the face of the earth. Um, Could he have been redshirted? He may uh, well. He's a he's a sophomore, so I mean they could have. Um, I don't know. He hasn't done anything thus far this season. Yeah. Well, so. if he was injured and Coach Helton sees how Gage Walker's doing, anyways, and he has McClendon behind him, he's maybe just redshirt him for this year and get him ready for next year. Uh, he has three yards this season. Oh, and to answer the question. They're not undefeated. Central Arkansas is four and two. They are two and one in their. Conference play. Nice. Good for them. Uh, Which look, they did just come off of a 45-17 to 17 window on Saturday. Dang. Who do they play Saturday? Lamar. Oh, okay. Um, looks like Samuel played against Central Arkansas and Louisville. He had two attempts at Central Arkansas for five yards and one attempt and against Louisville for minus two. So I don't know if there was an injury there or if it was just you're just not playing as well as you should. I don't know. Um, yeah, because, like, I remember in the Central Arkansas game, like, he was in for a couple series and then he went out. So he was out for that game, which it was kind of speculated that he was going to be out long term, but that was until Gage Walker came in from off the bench and then just here we are now. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so if anybody has heard, just go ahead and give us a comment or you can DM us or whatever you want to do. Just let us know what's going on there. Uh, so, uh, the final segment tonight, we're kind of rolling right through this, but I guess we don't have a lot to debate. Um, the final segment tonight is we're talking student traditions. Uh, Jared, and I'm sure Alex, you got to see it too. Uh, mm -hmm. with the uh, basketball game the other night, you got to see how great the student section looked. Which, by the way, is super exciting. It makes the atmosphere so much better. Absolutely. Um, so what uh, traditions, Jared, do you remember that were just awesome? Oh, man. Well, uh, the reason why I brought this up for the last thing is because the student section yesterday, uh, they brought back something I hadn't seen in years. Only things that I'd heard of. They didn't do it when I was a student. But pretty much the entire lower section of the student section was full for a first game of the season, which was great. But while Tennessee Tech was having their starting lineup announced and was taking the court, they put newspapers, I guess just like a copy of the Herald, on all of the chairs in the student section. <laughs> so all of the students pulled out a newspaper and were reading the newspaper while their starting lineup, lineup came out. It's the ultimate petty move, and I absolutely love it to death. <laughs> I love that. That's great. Yeah, so I hope they do that for the rest of the season because it's just pure gold. That is, is a really I mean, good idea. <laughs> I'm glad they decided to bring that back. But there's been so many favorite things that I love so much. Uh, recently, of course, like the student section has had to chant, like after opposing team misses a free throw, you let the whole team down if they miss the first one. You let the whole team down again if they miss the second one. And now they have a partnership with Wendy's where if someone on the other team misses both of their free throws, everybody gets free Frosties. So that's a really cool promotion. I like that yeah, a lot. Awesome. And, oh, man, of course the classic is whenever – it doesn't happen as much, but whenever somebody fouls out, you hit them with the spinning your finger around and the, uh, just holding that out and then wait until they sit down and yell out, point at them and say, sit down. 
course, another classic <laughs> college tradition. But, I mean, that's something that's so cool with Western is that we have so many different traditions just within our student section that not many other people really do. Of course, like the foul out things, that people do that. There's so many other different little random things that you would say in the student section. I was a heckler the last two years of my college experience, so I enjoyed every bit of that and all the different chants that we would have. But it's good to see the newspapers come back. I'm all for petty wars. <laughs> I love that. Uh, Alex, do you have any fun traditions? Fun traditions, I would have to just go back to, like, last night, for example, it was really great just to see the students just more involved in it in recent years. I went during the Ken McDonald years going into Ray Harper, and it seems like it was weird. Like, we had one guy, his name was Frank, he always dressed up in just different attire going into the opponent's. So it was like, I mean, that was the one student tradition that I would basically remember. But, of course, once McDonald got fired, then Harper was just like, I mean, the students were actually more into the Harper era back then than anything, which it was nice for what it was worth. But last night as a whole, it was really great. Yeah, yeah, that's what I've heard is how awesome the environment was last night. I did not get to experience a lot of the – uh, student section cheering as far as that goes, um, working with football and everything. Um, I do have to say I love the flag uh, when Western scores. Um, I always like the ROTC doing oh, the yeah. and all that good yeah. stuff. Um, I mean, and that's a, that's one thing why I love Western is, I mean, there's a lot of tradition as far as things go. Um, yeah, and in basketball too. I think even in football they're doing it now. Like, whenever we're getting close to the end of the game and we have a big lead, pulling out your keys and rattling in the same war. Yes. The bus, and that's another yes. classic one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, and, of course, they used to, back in the day, doing the na-na-na-na. Yes. I mean, there's so many good things that people did back in, back in the day for Western. I mean, so... Yeah, it's good uh, to see some of that tradition coming back. That gives me a lot of faith yes. in the environment that Diddle's going to have this year. And, I mean, that's one of my big things is promoting the uh, fanhood for students because what's going to happen when they become alumni? They're going to keep coming back. They're going to bring their kids back. Then their kids are going to want to come. And then they're going to come Western students. And then, you know, you just keep going with the cycle. And, you know, before long, you've got a nice big fan base. So yeah, uh, can't argue anywhere near that. Uh, love it, love the tradition, uh, and the hill. I mean, that, that's basically all you have to tell people that come to Western is, man, that hill. And they're just like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yes. bro. yeah that Did hill. Get your calf workout out. That's right. Uh, so uh, that's all I've got, guys. Um, Western plays – let me check the times real quick. Western plays Arkansas. Uh, that's going to be on the CC network for those of you who are unable to make the trip down to um, Deliverance. I mean, um, Fayetteville, sorry. <laughs> well, um, it's going to be it's supposed to be nice. It's supposed to be nice. It's got a nice big stadium, 76,000 people. Um, looks like Arkansas is sitting at a minus one and a half. Uh, so they're calling a pretty close game, even for at home for Arkansas. Uh so Who's calling the game on the SEC network? I have no idea. It does not say as far as I'm concerned. 
Uh, the game starts at 12 Eastern. Man, I won't be working. That sucks. Uh, look, game starts at 12 Eastern, and um, looks like uh, it's going to be on the SEC network. I am going to miss it because of work. And um, so, and then of course the guys play at Western. What do we say? Four Eastern, three Central. Yeah, uh, in Bowling Green on ESPN three. So check that out. Uh, I'm sure. And the also, one thing play. to say before I dip out too is that yeah. the Lady Tops volleyball, number twenty three in the country, playing number seventeen Rice this weekend. That's going to be a really big game, not only Conference USA but nationally as well. Women's basketball plays on Friday against Mercer at 3.30. Uh, women's volleyball plays North Texas at 6 p.m. Uh, football's got Arkansas. Uh, men's basketball has Austin P. Women's volleyball plays Rice on yeah, it's Sunday. Gonna be, it's gonna be and women's basketball plays again, plays Belmont, Alex's favorite team, uh, on the 13th. Yeah, the 13th, which will be next Wednesday. Uh, so hopefully – while we're doing the podcast next week, we'll be able to give you all some updates and let you know how the game's going. Um, so that's all I've got. Check out the Tower Rack. Follow all their media and do all that good stuff. Follow the Red Out podcast. Uh, we're on Facebook, Twitter, um, maybe Instagram. Whenever I get I figured out, me and the old people. <laughs> okay, um, you're not you're not missing much. Instagram <laughs> is literally like the young people's Facebook. I used to be active on it back in the day, but now I was just like, eh, I kind of just post memes, <laughs> pictures of my dog, pictures yeah, of me I mean, and that's, my mom, that's me. travel it's pictures, me. that's it. That's all I care about is the memes. That's, And, I mean, if you're friends with me on Facebook, uh, if you oh, want to post like 50 a day. Yes, I, that's usually just me sitting on the pot, just going share, 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 share. Uh, so, yeah, just add me on Facebook. Uh, message me so I know what what's up why you're adding me because I've had people add me and I'm like I don't know who you are you have to give me an explanation of how I'm supposed to know you uh, so just tell tell me you're a fan of the show and just I'll add you I don't care uh, so uh, as always as always guys check out Western um, they're doing all good stuff playing sports yada 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 and as always guys. And as always, go Tops.